man, this is part two of Renewed, part two of Renewed, and I'm so excited about learning new ways to think. How many of you have ever had an attitude inside yourself that you would like to change? How many of you ever had an attitude in your kids or spouse you'd like to change? Come on, there we go, come on. This message is for you then. <laughs> I shared last week, um, I had the experience uh, earlier in the month, I was in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands, Some, I was suffering, somebody had to do it. And, uh, and, I, and, and I, we, I had to learn how to drive on the left side of the road. See, it's very easily to, to, to like, the right side just became natural, it just became what always is. And when I got there, I had to learn how to drive on the left. So every intersection, every stop sign, I had to think through, how am I going to do this? Many times in our life, we go through most of life with a thought process, and we just learn how to do things on the right side. But when we come to Jesus, and he radically changes our life, amen? Then we have to learn how to drive on the other side of the road. And that's what renewing our mind is really all about. It's learning how to drive on the other side of the road. So we're going to launch this morning out of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23, which we're going to be using this verse every week uh, of this series. And as a matter of fact, we're going to read this out loud together. Are you ready? Out loud. Here we go. Y'all ready? Here we go. Instead, let the... There it is. Come on. We, there's a new nature that God wants us to put on, but we have to be renewed in our thoughts and our attitudes. And if we can get our, our minds, come on, to change, to be more like God, we can put on our new nature. And being renewed is a sanctified reasoning. It's new levels of spiritual comprehension. How many of you are looking for a new level of spiritual comprehension from God? Come on. How many of y'all like to, we call that in Christian circles, we're going to go deep. Have you ever heard people, we're going to go deeper with Jesus? Um, when you first come to church and people are talking about going deep, it's like, how deep are we going? You know, it's like, it's, it's kind of nerve wracking, but this is like, we want to go deeper because there's, there's spiritual comprehension. There's unity that we have. There's some things that we want to pursue. Okay, this, that, that's the big idea. So I want to give you a couple big ideas. You've got to catch these big ideas if you're going to get the, get the whole sermon series here. You're going to catch the whole thing. First of all is this. Past experiences and traumatic experiences predispose us to a way of thinking. That's right. We all have a past. We have a past way that we're thinking through things. The neighborhoods you grew up in, the schools that you went to. So we have a past experience, and then some of us have had trauma happen, which has predisposed us to thought patterns. Divorce. Maybe your parents got divorced. Maybe you went through a divorce. Maybe a, a parent was absentee. Maybe uh, a rape, a molestation, a same-sex experiences. These things happen to us and they create a different thought process. The second one is this. Two questions that will determine all the decisions that you make. There's two questions that will determine decisions you make. The first is your theology. Who is God? This is going to, this is, this is going to, every intersection you come to in life, it's going to be determined, like, who is God to you? And then the second one is, is who are you in relationship to God? 
And if we can get these questions really worked out in our heart, every intersection we come up to, every stop sign, every red light in life, we're going to be able to think through on the left side of the road with spiritual renewal. Here's another big idea for you. Perceptions create reality. Perceptions create reality. Man, that's a big one. It's not really what happened to you. It's what you perceive has happened to you is the big, is the big idea there. I love this quote here. 10%, 10, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% of, of how you react to it. How many of you want to say ouch or amen to that? Go ahead, say ouch or amen. Pick one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, life isn't just about what's happening to me. It's about how I react to it. And most of us are having issues in the way we react in life is because of old thought patterns that we're used to driving on the right. I'm used to getting my own way. I'm used to the hurts. I'm used to being uh, the perceptions that I have. There's three books I want to suggest to you. These books um, have had a very good impact in my life. The first one there is um, Victory Over Darkness. Man, that really, really has helped me in getting freedom in my life. And then The Battle for Your Life, identifying the schemes and traps and deceptions in your life. And then winning the war in your mind just actually came out recently. I have been loving this book. Um, it's really, really been helping me. I urge you to get it. As a matter of fact, we're, um, there's cards on your seat that, that have um, renewed, a lie, truth, declaration. You're going to need these later. We're going to go through these. It came from this book. So before you send me an email and say, I know where you got it from, I'm telling you now. Okay, I'm telling you right now, so you don't need to say, aha, I got you. Nope, I'm telling you where it came from, right here. Okay, so this is, and when I, when I run across something that's so helpful, I want to give it to you. Is that good? Yeah. I don't want to withhold it from you. I want to give it to you. Come on. And, and, and that, 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 that's just called being a, a good Christian right there, that you love people and you want to help them. And so that, those three books have really, really helped. Now, I just want to tell you, we all have a bias in life. We look through things through our perceptions. Am I right? I'm telling you, see, several times in my life, and even recently I did this, I said, you know what? I am going to, everything that my wife Natalie tells me, everything she communicates to me, I am going to hear through the filter that she loves me and is committed to me and she has my best in mind. Every statement's going to have that. It was amazing how nice she got. She didn't change. My perception changed. So what changed was, the, was me hearing through the filter that she believes in me and she's committed to me and she has my best in mind changed everything. Have you ever noticed that when you get a text on your phone, you read it with the image of that person in mind? Have you ever noticed that? You do, you read it, and sometimes, you, like, if, if it's a person you're not sure where you stand with them, you read it, and they're always angry. Am I right? Come on. You're, they're always mad. Where are you? You don't just say, hey, where are you? It's like, where are you? Right? Like, they can say, what's up? Like, what's up? Like, hey, how's it going? It's like, what's up? What are you doing? Probably doing something bad. Like, we read text with the perception, and the problem is, is we read God's text with the image of God in our mind. And if God is always out to get you and give you more to do, and he's a harsh taskmaster, and he's never there for you, you read the text with that in mind. 
But when you read the text that God is for you and, and, and you're doing better than you deserve and come on, and, and he, he, he has your best in mind, how many of y'all know that changes the way you read the text? It really does because there's a perception and a filter that we hear through that, that, that changes everything in us here. Now I wanna tell you, I've had just, and in, in especially going through these last couple weeks in preparation, I've had so many opportunities to put this into practice. You see, when you teach something, you gotta go through it first. I'm just being honest. And, um, and I'm just gonna share some of the lies of my life that I have to fight on a regular basis. I really do, I have to fight some in my, in my, in, in my head. Do you know it's all up in my head? Do you know that most of my problems are all up in my head? And, and many people say like tennis, you know, to play tennis is mental. It is, it's all mental. And then golf is mental, right? And how many of you know cleaning your house is mental? Right? How many of you know cleaning your car is even more mental? <laughs> Am I right? Come on. Come on, we, it's all up here. It, it's, it's, it, this is where the war is. And, and I go through most of my life in, 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 in the line of work that I am as a pastor, you just get used to, and I'm just being honest with you. Can I, I wanna be very vulnerable with you here. You get used to people letting you down. You get used to betrayal. You get used to things said, and it creates, it creates a thought pattern that everybody's gonna do that. And I, I have to actively fight this war going on inside of me that no, everybody wants to grow. Everybody wants, everybody wants to be all they can be for Jesus. But this is a war that I have in the spirit. I go through most of my life, and, I, and I, I'm pretty certain that most guys would relate to what I'm going to say to you right now. I go through most of my life feeling like I don't have enough. I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough talent, and I don't have what it takes. And that's a mindset I have to constantly fight. Not just with positive thinking, but I gotta fight it with the word of God. And what this is all about is uncovering all these things. Because we all have baggage that we bring with us. We all have baggage that we're dragging along with us. And what God wants us to do is unpack some of these bags and get rid of them. That's what God wants us to do because we have abandonment. We have rejection. We have all these things that are creating barriers between us and people and us and God. And whether it's small bags or big bags, we got bags. How many of you have ever flown Spirit Air, Airlines? They make you pay for every bag, man. Every, I'm telling you, if you wear two coats, they're going to charge you for it. Come on. Come on. But you got to pay for them because in the Spirit, carrying your extra baggage is going to cost you. And so we got we to unpack these bags and we got to unpack these things because the only thing the enemy, the only power the enemy has over us is hidden power. That's the only power. The lies the enemy tells us twist our minds. Do you know what it does? It diverts you from your purpose and destiny. It distracts you from hearing God's voice. And it destroys relationships that matter most. 
How many of you are tired of your destiny getting, getting whacked? Come on. How many of you are tired of not being able to hear God's voice and relationships not being all they were meant to be? It's the twist of the lies of the enemy. And we need to uncover them. We need to remove them. Come on. That's what we're in, that's what we're in this for. Are you with me? Okay, here we go. Ephesians chapter 5. I'm going to pick it up in verse 8. And I'm going to go all the way through to 20. That's right. I'm just going to, I'm just going to let these verses just get, in, get into your heart and get into your mind. And, and I, I want you to get this into your spirit today. Because I believe, I'm telling you, I believe that what we're about, what we're giving you in these couple weeks of teachings, I'm telling you, can change and transform your whole entire life. I believe that. It can change and transform. If you'll put the work in, it's going to happen. So here we are in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. For once you were, you once what? That sounds to me like past tense. What about you? So you were were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. See, the enemy wants to convince you that you're still in darkness. The enemy, the the liar, the schemer, the accuser that he is, Satan doesn't like you, wants to convince you that you're really, really not changed. Have you ever come to church in a, in, in a place like this and there's all these people here and you're convinced that everybody else's life is perfect except for yours? Come on, am I right? You're convinced everybody else has a perfect life. Everybody else's thought life's good. Their finances are good. Their marriages are great except for yours. Have you ever thought that? That's a lie of the enemy. Come on, that really is. That, those are just lies. That's, that, that's traps here. Verse 10, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Expose them. It is shameful even to talk about these things. Expose means to convince with solid, compelling evidence. See, so being renewed is all about you got to reveal what's going on. You got to remove the thought process, and then you have to replace the th- thought process. See, see I, I had to do all of those when I was learning to drive on the left side of the road. I had to, I had to remove every thought process. I had to focus, and, 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 and I had to replace it with what's, what, what's right in that, in that new culture. And when you come to Jesus, we're in a new culture. Amen. It's a whole new culture, so we have, to, we have to think that way. So there's a war in between what we want to do and we end up doing. Come on, how many of you ever wondered like the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7, where he says, the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I don't do, I want to do? How many of you ever, come on, how many of you ever said, I'm going to stop yelling? Has anybody here ever said that? Come on, I'm really going to do it this time. Come on. How many of you ever said, I'm going to break that pattern. I'm going to stop yelling. How many of you have ever said, I really, I really want to change. I want to change. I want to be a better spouse. Before. I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do it this time. Come on, I'm really going to do it this time. How many of you ever said, listen, I, I want to stop sabotaging every relationship I ever have. How many ever thought to themselves, wait a minute, maybe I ought to stop getting involved in relationships that are unhealthy and pull me down the wrong way. 
See, these are, these are patterns. These are thought processes we have. And we get there because of unwanted rebellion, worthlessness. These things, these hurts, these pains come in and they affect us up here. Verse 13, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them for the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead and Christ will give you light. Oh yeah, this is when it gets good. Come on, this is when it really gets good because as I expose these things to the light of the gospel of Jesus here, Okay, what he does is they can be removed. Your thought patterns, your thought processes can be removed. So let me just stop right here. Every person in this room has a pattern of thought that's contrary to this word. Every person has a pattern. I don't care if, if, you've, if you've been a Christian for decades and decades and decades, you have thought patterns that are contrary to God. That's called your old nature, and we're learning a new nature. So get out of your mind that you've been there, done that. Get out of your mind that you don't have anything to deal with. I've been at this for decades, and I still got stuff to deal with. I thought you were going to give me a really resounding amen right there, but that was, actually, I'm kind of encouraged there. Come on. No, am I right? We all have a pattern. We all have a thought pat process that I need to expose to the light and I need to unpack so that I can get free from it. This is where it gets fun. Because inside of every person here, there's a sleeper. There's, there's somebody inside of you that God, by his Holy Spirit, wants to wake up to the Spirit of God and truly live. But we got to get rid of the old right side of the road thinking to get into the left side to say, I want to really, really live with Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, that's the way he's designed me. That's the way he created me. That's the nature that my God has designed for me. Yeah, I don't have to struggle with those things. The word of God is more than enough. And this is what the scripture is really saying here. That's what it's saying. That they're evil intentions. I'm going to just expose them. I'm going to communicate. This is what I'm dealing with. But the word of God is more than enough. See, many times what we're trying to do is we're trying to hide our baggage. Have you ever tried to hide your baggage? What baggage? Oh, I don't got no baggage. Oh, yes, you do. It's right behind you. No, I'm serious. We're always trying to hide it. We're trying to pretend like it isn't there. That's what we're doing. It's like, no, I'm going to expose it because the light of the word of God is going to remove it. Amen. The goal isn't to expose it so you feel bad about yourself. The goal is that the Holy Spirit wants to light you up. Amen. That's, a good word. That's where I want to live. This is where it gets good. This is where it gets exciting. This is where I want to live. This is where I want to be here. This is why it's so important. See, if Satan's number one onslaught against us is lies, our number one counterweapon is the truth of God's word. It's this word that has power. It's this word that brings power to our lives. And I want to tell you, there's not a person in this room that the word of God can't work in your life. No, I'm serious. you got to get out of your mind. It's for the spiritual people. 
Because once Jesus Christ becomes the forgiver of your past and the leader to your future, and once the Holy Spirit enters your life, come on, you can not only understand it, you can live this book. You can. I'm not talking about a, a personality transplant. I'm talking about a new nature. A spiritual nature that comes inside of you, that lives in you and breathes in you and moves through you. But we got to counter it with the truth of God's word because it removes. It works. And we replace that. So but we have to declare it. We have to retrain our minds. That's what we have to do with the word of God. So verse 15. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. See, understand is to put together the facts about what God wants you to do. You know, you can put together the facts about what God wants you to do. Isn't that exciting? Now, see, see, you got to be able to say, no, I, I can understand. I can hear God. I can look at the word of God. And he goes on in verse 18. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled. Everybody say, be filled. Be filled. Say it like you're really excited. Be with the Holy Spirit singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This be filled is a constant experience. So he contrasts like wine, alcohol, which, 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 which you're, you're less in control. Okay, it's a depressant. But he's contrasting it to the spirit of God, which is a stimulant, which you can, you can live in self-control, not you being in control, but the Holy Spirit control in your life. You can do that. So it doesn't matter whether it's a, a worthlessness or rebellion or hurt or rejection or I can't or my image of God. By the word of God and the spirit of God, you too can live free. Come on, you can. Do you know what the problem is when we sit in church too long? We start managing our stuff rather than removing it. Most people in churches, good, honest, honest people, love God, they're not trying to remove all their stuff, they're just trying to manage it. You know, most Christians go through most of their life just trying to do shame management rather than freedom and renewal. No, I'm serious. See, I, I don't want to manage my shame. I don't want to manage my stuff. I want to get free and be who God's created me to be. Now, this is, this is what we refer to as Pentecost Sunday. When we remember Acts chapter 2 for a reference, you might want to write that down and read it. Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit became a reality in lives. And, and to get renewed, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's Holy Spirit required. You can't get renewed on your own. It's a Holy Spirit renewal. 
No, it is. See, this is all about Holy Spirit come and, and as you reveal, wash away my, my, my bad thinking. Wash away my attitudes. Wash away my baggage so that I can think the way you created me to think. So I can think about my boss the way you created me to think. I can think about my family the way you created me to think. I can think about my neighbors. I can think about church the way you created me to think, not my old way. Do you know most of us come to church with with thought processes that are totally not biblical? But what we need is a Holy Spirit renewal. We need a Holy Spirit renewal that takes us back. See, this constant filling is something that's available to you every day. Do you know it's available every single day in your life? Every single day you can be renewed. The problem is, is, is we, we know that like in church, we know that in situations, there should be a fountain of life, right? But when there's no fountain, everybody's just sitting around looking at the mud. I know that there should be life. I know that there should be renewal. I know that there should be something there, but there's nothing there. There's no life there. There's no fountain there. There's no water there. There's no life there. Are you with me? But when we together are experiencing being renewed together, then people come and they say, wow, now that's a fountain. That's a fountain of life. That's what I came to see. That's what I want to look at, because there's life involved. But we got to shed off those old things and say, God, renew me by your blood. Renew me by by, by the way you created me. The problem is, is we fall into mental ruts. How many of y'all can relate to that? How many of you say, man, how'd you get... How'd you get a brain scan of my, my mirror? Come on. Ruts. Unintentionally made. They're, they're, there's, there's no purpose. They just kind of happen. And this is the way most even Christians go through life. They're just with mental ruts. It just kind of happens. Everything happens to me. I'm always a victim. I'm never a victor. You got to shake that off. You gotta shake that off. God did not create you to be a victim. God created you to be a victor. Victory. But we got mental ruts in our in our life. We got mental ruts. People don't understand me. People will never understand me. God won't come through. You don't understand. Bad things happen to me. Who hasn't had bad things happen to them? But you don't understand mine are worse. Have you ever been around Christians trying to one-up one another with all the bad stuff happening to them? No, I'm sorry. I, I listen sometimes. I listen to people and say, oh, good Lord. You're trying to like, outdo one another with all the bad stuff. What we should do is we should, we should try to outpraise one another. Come on, we should outpraise one another. You don't understand. I was on my way to hell, but I'm doing a lot better than I deserve because I'm on my way to heaven right now. I didn't have any help before, but now I have the help of the Holy Spirit renewing my mind. No, you don't understand. I once was illegitimate, orphan. I, I, I was full of insecurity. But I want to tell you that I'm a child of God right now. 
I used to say over and over about myself, God would never trust me with a million dollars. I used to confess it out loud. It was a negative confession. It was just like God can never trust me. God will never trust our church until enough people rebuked me and called me on it. And I said, you know what? I'm a man of integrity. I am a man of character. I am a man of good stewardship. And God can trust me. Do you know, it only took about two years of that confession, and our church grew to over a million dollars. Now, people are saying, it's all about money. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but ministry takes money. And there's more people now being affected than everywhere before. No, see, see, it's what you're declaring. It's what you're confessing. And you're always confessing, God can't, God won't. God's going to leave me behind. That's not Holy Spirit renewal. We got to get that stuff out of our minds and begin confessing. And we got to start digging trenches. And we got to dig trenches because they're dug intentionally. And they're messy. But, but they're, they, they're, trenches are designed to fix existing problems. And prevent other problems from happening. So in our minds, we got to give up being just full of mental ruts. And we're going to dig some new trenches. Because I don't only want to dig this trench. What I want to do is I want to get to some military trenches. Yeah. I want to dig some advantageous places in which we can take out the enemy, Satan, that wants to destroy us. But you can't do so from mental ruts. It's going to take some intentional trenches. And that's where we need to get to. And, and, and this isn't a one and done mentality. This is a constant mentality that we have to have. So I want you to get on, on your seats was a card and it was white. It has renewed at the top, reveal, remove, and replace. And there's a lie plus truth plus declaration. And you could share with your neighbor. That's fine. You can look on theirs. If you see one on a seat near you, just get up and find one. Just don't take some, one out of somebody's hand. And, um, but I want you to look at this here. And I'm telling you this, this is what we got to do here. And I'm, I'm serious, I'm serious with this. We got to start identifying the lie and what you're going to do with this card today or tomorrow. Cause if you don't do it by tomorrow, you probably won't do it. Am I right? Usually you got 24 hours to do something. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. And you got to identify the lie. You got to write out the truth of the word of God. And then you got to write yourself a declaration. No, I'm serious. Like, I'm, 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 I'm asking you to, just like last week, you had to admit you have a problem. You had to ask for help. I know many of you did that. And then you have to actively pursue freedom. We're in actively pursuing freedom today. This is going to help you. So let me just give you an example of one here. Lie, I'm a victim. Nothing good ever happens to me. Here's the truth. If God is for us, who can be against us? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And then there's a declaration that we can make together. 
As you can hit that next one, there we go. God tells me that I am not a victim, but a victor in Christ. I am an overcomer, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God is for me, so who can be against me? My God is working all things for my good. Amen. That's right. No, see, what you've got to get into is confessing the word of God over your life. You got to get used to confessing the word because the word has power. That's what Pentecost Sunday is all about. The power of God being revealed. And the world is waiting for the revelation of the Holy Spirit power. And where they're going to see it most is, I don't know what happened, but I used to be like that, but now I'm like this. I used to be a victim, but now I'm a victor. I used to be everything never worked out for me, but now God is working all things for me. Let's look at another one here. There we go. God can't really be trusted. I need to be in control of my own life. <laughs> Don't raise your hand, but how many of y'all could use this one right now? How many of y'all just, you're gonna take a picture or write this one out? Come on. Here's the truth, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. My God can be trusted. My I can trust God. That's what the word of God says. So I'm, we're going to make a declaration. So here's the declaration. God loves me more than I love myself. He knows me more than I know myself. He has my best interest in mind, and he can be trusted. If he did not spare his only son, but gave him up for us all, how, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? See, you start confessing that over your life every day, I'm telling you, your mindset, you got to teach your mind how to work different with the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, this is for everybody here. This is if you've been, if you're new to Christ, maybe you're not even sure if you're, you're a follower of Jesus. This is for you. Or if you've been a follower for Jesus for a long time, this is for you. This works. So here's... Here's mine. It's not written out for you. I, I wrote mine. I'm not good enough and I can't measure up. Romans chapter 8, 14 and 15. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, are sons of God. God has not given me a spirit of slavery, but he has given me a spirit which I cry out, Abba, Father, and he has created an inheritance for me. Do you know how many times I say that out loud? Do you know how many years I've been saying this, these quoting these scriptures that are on the back side of the card you have? Do you know how many years I've been quoting this? for years and I still quote them out loud because I enjoy ticking the devil off because he wants to lie and steal and kill and destroy and get me to stay in all my stuff but I'm not going to stay there because God has created me differently and so I do have a declaration I do say these things I am a child of God God has placed me here on purpose and I have a future. 
Jesus' church will grow and will multiply with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's my declaration. Here's some other declarations. I want to give you some. And I just want to give you some declarations you might want to, you might want to take, take down for yourself. I love people. Some of you introverts need to come on. I love people. And I believe the best about my leaders, bosses, pastors, and others. Come on, how many of y'all could use that declaration? Come on, how many of y'all? It's not going to happen by me saying it to you. It's going to happen when you dig a trench. When every day you get your shovel and you get your hoe out and you begin digging your trench every bit of the way. You begin going after it and you begin digging that new mental trench and you say, I can build this. I love my wife and I will lay down my life to serve her. Come on. I am disciplined. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. Come on, let's read some more of these here. Money is not and never will be a problem for me. Some of y'all got to get this one. My God is an abundant provider who meets every need. Because I am blessed, I will always be generous and be a blessing to others. I will lead the way in generosity. couple more. Pain is my friend. I will rejoice in suffering because Jesus suffered for me. And if you'll do these over and over and over again, the word of God works. The word of God works, but you got to put in the work. I can't dig a trench for you. I, all I did was hand you the tools today and say, now you got to build. Here's the tools. Now you got to build. I gave you tools. You just got to, you got to go after it. That's what you got to do. You got to say, I'm going to build it. I'm going to build a new way to think with Jesus now. How many of y'all know this could change your life? How many of y'all believe that this can change your life? How many believe that you were not created to live in the thought patterns that you have? How many of y'all believe that? No, I'm sure how many of y'all do? You gotta believe it. So I'm gonna read one more verse. Will you stand to your feet with me right now? Just, just stand to your feet right now. For we are God's masterpiece. I wanna tell you, you're a masterpiece. I don't care what the enemy has told you. I don't care what the enemy has planted in you. You're a masterpiece. And there's many people in here, I'm telling you, you don't believe you're a masterpiece. I'm telling you, you're a masterpiece. I didn't say you're a piece of work. I said you're a masterpiece. Come on, there's a difference. I see those hands. And God has created us anew in Christ Jesus. God has created you with a new mindset. He's created you with something new to think different. Now, right now where you are, if you're saying, I'm gonna put the work in, Pastor, 
I'm going to start, I'm going to write down my lie. I'm going to write down a truth. I'm going to write down a declaration. I'm going to say it every day. Just right now in this moment, just right now, if you're saying, I'm going to do it within 24 hours, I'm going to write that down. Raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray right now for every hand up. I pray right now, God, for every person that really wants a new mindset. They want something new, Lord God. I pray, God, for the grace of God on every person, Lord God, that you would free them from old mindsets in Jesus' name. Free them completely and fully by the blood of Jesus. Amen. You can put your hands down. I want to do one more thing before we go into a a different section here, and that's this. If you don't have a day, a moment, or a time when Jesus Christ has become the forgiver of your past and the leader to your future, I want to offer you that today. Today can be your day because you'll never get a renewed mindset without the power of the Holy Spirit working in you. And the the Holy Spirit is giving you an invitation right now to be forgiven of your past and be the leader of your future. And if you're here today and you're saying, I just want to start a new relationship with God the Father by what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. That's the only way it happens, by what Jesus Christ has done. I want to offer you that right now. And if that's you, you can respond in a couple different ways right now. And you're saying, today, I want today to be my new day with Jesus. I want today to be my day where I, I cross over from being illegitimate and an orphan to being a child of God. Just raise your hand right where you are. Just slip up your hand. And if you don't want to slip up your hand, you're going to write down on the card that you, that you got on your way in. And you can just say, I want Jesus Christ to be the forgiver of my past and the leader to my future. But if there's anybody here today, anybody here, just say, Pastor, that's me. That's me. I got to have a new start. I need a new start. I need a new way. I need a new life. In Jesus' name, anybody at all here today, anybody at all here today, Heavenly Father, I pray for each and every person here right now, Lord God, that we would live renewed lives, renewed lives by the blood of Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord God, identify, Father, the lies that we may hold to the truth and make declarations of the word of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. How many of y'all are glad you came to church today? Come on. Are you glad this morning? Amen. Listen, if you're getting water baptized or you're, or you're going to be baptizing somebody, if you could slip out now and get ready, the rest of y'all, could you just be seated? And let's watch this video with a great opportunity on missions giving.